Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Thank you for joining the Fit Pro Business Podcast, session number three. I'm so excited to bring you today's episode with John Spencer Ellis. It's jam-packed with tons of useful information. Sit back and enjoy. Okay, I want to welcome Dr. John Spencer Ellis to the show. He is described as the Tony Robbins and Jack LaLanne of the fitness industry. He's a three-time Amazon number one best-selling author, international speaker, award-winning documentary filmmaker, educator, and coach. He is the founder of Nesta, the National Exercise and Sports Trainers Association, which is a certifying agency for personal trainers. He is a man that wears a lot of hats, and there are a lot of businesses that fall under that. Not quite sure how he gets it all done. Um, hopefully, he can explain that to us. John, would you dive into a little bit of how you were able to accomplish all that you get done in a day and how we can apply that to our business? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me here. This is going to be fun. I love uh, helping other health and fitness pros uh, grow their career. So, yeah, I do wear a lot of hats. There's no question about that. But I I need to emphasize something very important from the onset, and that is that I don't do it alone. I have a great team of people who help me. Uh, Some in uh, our office in uh, California, Uh, some people I work with in Las Vegas, some people are outsourced in other countries and other states, Um, some are contractors, some are employees. Um, I prefer to have fewer and fewer employees and more contractors, more freelance and independent work uh, because it's easier from a business perspective, uh, monetarily it works better. Uh, I can source different people uh, who have really great skill sets but like to work independently and maybe in other parts of the country or the world. So ultimately, my customers, my members benefit more by my ability to uh, build this team internationally. Um, So that's one thing is build a good team and make sure that whoever you hire is smarter than you. Uh, You know, don't look for subordinates. Find people that are brilliant in whatever you need done. And when you do that, your business will flourish. And don't find people who are just like you either. Find people who have opposing skills, sometimes opposing uh, perspectives. It doesn't mean you're going to argument or, or be argumentative. It means that you know if you have a bunch of guys in your company, you need to hire women because you need the woman's perspective. A lot of the fitness industry, a lot of these guys, they work with a bunch of other guys and there's a bunch of guys and guys and, and then we're creating programs for women and we don't know what the hell we're doing, you know? (laughs) So you need to understand how each person that you're trying to appeal to thinks and operates and buys. And it's important to have uh, a multitude of perspectives. Um, My company is about equally divided between men and women and uh, a wide age range as well. And that helps us uh, with, uh, understanding our, our customers uh, and, our, and our members uh, more easily and more thoroughly. Um, but also when you're building and you're doing these different things, you know, I, I, the common question I get asked is, you know, how do you keep doing these d- 
different entities or the, you know, how do you manage it? How does it all fit together? Um, how do you do it all in a day? And the, the simple answer is that you build upon your existing infrastructure. Diversifying too far, too fast, too outside your current niche can be detrimental if you don't have the right team in place. It's easier to continue something that is near where you started. So, you know, if I, I have CEU courses and certifications and business systems, but if you look at them, they have different niches, different applications, uh, different target markets, uh, but it all follows a similar, similar formula of how it's created, marketed, distributed, and supported. So that is replicable, and that is scalable, and that is manageable as well. And that's really what allows you to grow exponentially without losing your mind. Right. Now, I gave you a very brief intro. Uh, I know you've been in the fitness or into fitness since the age of 12. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit more about your story and how you got started in um, the fitness industry? Yeah, I actually just finished doing that, what's called the creation story of my business. Um, That's an important lesson I learned. You have to do a creation story. Basically, how did it come to be? Uh, and so that's on my website on the start here page. I just, I literally just finished that like uh, two, two weeks ago. And basically I got into it cause my dad was a bodybuilder and an entrepreneur and a boxer. <laughs> so, uh, that's how I learned about, uh, you know, combat sports and martial arts. And he was a bodybuilder and, and, you know, my, one of my first personal trainers was Tony Emmett who won Mr. Universe, uh, I think the year before or after Arnold did. And so, you know, I've been doing this a long time. So he was my first personal trainer besides my dad, you know, before I went to the gym. Um, and so for my 12th birthday, I got a health club membership and, you know, the rest is history. And then I learned about personal development. I, you know, watched the Iron Man on TV. Um, I watched every Tour de France, still do. Um, I watched every Bruce Lee movie. I've seen every... Uh, Tony Robbins infomercial, you know, bought every program, did every one. And, you know, this is going back a long time. But, you know, that's that's how it all started. And um, it's just a continual process. I mean, I every week I realized that the week before I didn't know enough. And I hope that you and everyone else is in that same space. Because if you think that you have the answers or even half the answers or a clue, you're wrong. Because there's so much we don't know. And if you think that you have a grasp of it, um, you, you don't. Because that's just the way it works. I was Just yesterday, I was working with my uh, Muay Thai coach. And I've been doing uh, striking arts for like 18 years. Um, Kung Fu, Karate, Krav Maga, Ninjutsu, uh, Muay Thai, American Kickboxing. I, and I have done all those, and I, I told him just last week because I just I, or, or no no it was what's it was yesterday, and I said I said man I feel like I'm understanding these kicks finally. He goes nah he, he goes you know they're 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 great you know you've been doing it for so long. I said but no it feels like I'm just starting to understand, and and it's such a weird thing like you every, it's it's like when people do yoga. And I, they talk about like that epiphany, like that Shangri-La moment, you know, like that is very Zen-like moment. And if you haven't done a lot of yoga or meditation, um, it's good to be there or, or experience that. And until you get there, you think, uh, I, I got it figured out. But then once you arrive there, you realize that you're not there because there's more. 
So it's like peeling back the onion, but the onion never is unpeeled. You just keep going and keep going and keep going, keep learning and growing and expanding and uh, blossoming and uh, be a constant student. You know, you, you just always have to go back to being a student. I like being a student probably more than I like being a teacher now. Uh, so I have seven coaches I work with, and uh, I love it. That's the favorite part of my day is, is being coached. Constantly learning and expanding yourself and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah, you, no growth, nothing worthwhile, no exponential personal development takes place when you're comfortable. It, ju it just doesn't work that way. So only by testing and growing and reaching and stretching mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, right, do you get to the point where you want to be. And then when you think you're there, you're not. <laughs> and when you think you have arrived, you haven't. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it because there's no there's no perfect and there's no you know I I am now successful that, that, that I don't think that even exists I mean maybe if someone from the outside has a perception of that but there's just so much to learn and so much to experience and so much to grow and the more I travel and the more people I meet and the more experts I work with the more I realize I don't know anything and I like being there because then it makes me hungry for more. Right. My wife and I on our walk today, we we're just talking about that. If you are the smartest person in your group, uh, you need to find a new group. Absolutely. Pushed. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, that's a, I always say that. Yeah, I, I strive to be the dumbest person in the group. And, and you know, you don't out stupid each other. You simply make the choice to surround yourself with people who are more successful, more brilliant, better athletes, wealthier, bigger thinkers, um, uh, more, more to offer, better connections, better technology, um, more resources, better um, whatever, and, and learn and grow. Also, you, need to you can't just extract, though. You need to contribute. Uh, but as you contribute to these groups, you also want to be in a group where essentially everyone is smarter than you. Uh, it's really, really, really important to do that. And so I, I seek that out all the time. And I think, I think you should as well, everybody. I know one of the key things that I learned from you um, early on when I was trying to learn about growing my business and how to carry myself as a professional was just how important it was to carry myself as a professional and, um, and my brand also as being a professional brand. Mm -hmm. Can you explain the importance of that for personal trainers trying to start their business? Yeah, um, I mean, for any health and fitness person, but, you know, especially if you're a personal trainer, especially in a health club environment, you know, I started out there too uh, many, many years ago, and I did it for a long time. I don't know how many thousands of hours of personal training I did. Um, and there's a lot of ego, bravado, testosterone, and foolishness all put in a blender and then poured out all over the health club. <laughs> and that's, that's a volatile mix. And, you know, you always take the high road. And, and I, I, I'm not going to tell you I always have because I haven't. I've done stupid stuff and I've learned from it and I regretted it after I did it. And, um, you know, still at times I probably repeated it. And so I'm not saying I'm above that. I'm saying I get it because I've done it and I strive to make it better each time. But if you, if you are focused on the minutia of things that don't matter, 
you won't be successful. If you are majoring in minor things, you're not going to take the high road and do the right thing and build that professional brand. If you want to be treated and respected as an expert, such as a doctor, a lawyer, um, an airline pilot, um, uh, someone who has clout and respect for his or her work and gets paid accordingly. If you want to be on that same level, you can't be the guy in the you know thin tank top that's one size too small with a permalat spread, uh, racing your car up and down the street with loud music and you know being overly sexualized with you know fitness. There is a sexual component to health and fitness because when you look and feel good, people will find you sexier and you will optimize your sex appeal and you probably your desire for that, right? I mean, it's just and it's physiology. We 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 studied this stuff, you guys. We're not crazy. That's that's a fact. But if you lead with that, you're going to look like an idiot. And I see that too much. Um, you will be far more respected if you do the right thing and take the high road. You know, it, like I'm, I'm older than a lot of the trainers. I'm 46. And um, I'm still in very good shape because I'm training two hours a day, six days a week. <laughs> but I, I wear looser clothing and I never wear a tank top ever. Because I don't need to show it off because I think it looks too contrived like you're trying to do that. If you look at the people that are really, really well-respected in fitness in the public eye, and there's always exceptions, but if you look at them in the public eye, you know, like sometimes the Beachbody ads, there is like a sex appeal part of it, and the trainers, you know, are definitely have that following, and they're trying to show the results and stuff. So I mean, that's probably not the very best example. But outside of that, and you look at highly respected health and fitness pros, you don't see them walking around with their shirt off or um, saying, hey, bro, and stuff, <laughs> stuff like that all the time, or uh, excessively cussing, or um, just doing douchebag things, for lack of a better phrase, right? Take the high road. If you're, if you're 25 to 30 years old, most of the other men and women, uh, the women are better at this than the men, though. I, I, I'm going to be honest. The women, the women act more professional much sooner than the guys do. It's just historically it seems to be that way. And if you, but you take the high road. You're the professional. You're well-spoken. You keep your car clean. You keep your hair cut nice. If you have facial hair, don't look like you just crawled out of the woods after you've been under a log for a long time, you know? Um, if you are working with women, be, and they're talking about the guys here, be exceptionally polite, be conscientious of what you say and you do and how you communicate and touch these people. You have to always take the high road because that stuff will follow you around. And one thing I remember when I was doing personal training in the club, I can't tell you how many times I would get a new client and they would say, I watched you train your clients for two months before I decided to ask you about training. Um, so you're being observed. You're constantly under observation whether you think you are or not. 
and you always have to represent yourself, present yourself in the best possible light. And the person who is the most professional, the most well-spoken, the most articulate, and, and to some degree, the most fit, not always, definitely not always, um, but the, the complete package, uh, they win almost every time. Now, obviously, there's marketing and promotion and publicity and, and search engine optimization and, and Facebook marketing, all that other stuff that makes you, you know, uh, prolific in, in your uh, reach. But it's who you are as a person and how people portray you as a person that is far more important. And believe me, I'm not saying I got this right because I didn't. I screwed up for a long time. So I'm telling you because I was stupid and I did it wrong. Now I'm telling you, I'm starting to figure it out after, <laughs> I don't know, 20-something years in the fitness industry. Um, you know, I know what works. I see why people succeed. And, and it's really obvious why people fail. It's like in, in five minutes... After speaking with a trainer, with few exceptions, I can tell about how much money they make and where they're going to go in their career. And it's because of how they represent themselves, what they believe is possible, and, and their approach to their personal life and their professional life. It's, it, I, I, I'm always astonished at how close I can get at guessing it after this time. Right. I mean, I agree 100 percent and I don't believe that this that stuff is taught enough um, to trainers that are trying to make a go of it with for themselves and their business. Right. Um, OK, so moving on. Um, what direction do you feel that the fitness industry is heading and how do you feel that personal training fits into it? Hmm. It's forever evolving. And it's funny because every time that we've tried to predict the future, we get some of it right. You know, what if I, I've done this? kind of thing with other industry leaders and to some degree we get it right and, and then equal equally we, we get it wrong. I didn't see the Zumba thing coming and Zumba is a phenomenal success. It's not my thing. I you know it's not what I enjoy, but it's super cool and people dig on it and they've made a ton of money and um, it's it's very creative. But I certainly missed the boat on that one. I, I thought it was gonna be a flop. So you know I've been I've been wrong on that stuff too. Um but in general, I think what's going to happen is there's going to continue to be this blending of coaching and training. And that's why my schools are set up the way they are. You know, one teaches training, one teaches coaching. Um, training is telling someone what to do and giving them directives because science says it's true and so, and, and it will yield the result that they desire. Coaching is eliciting their values and making sure that they are optimally supported and motivated and on path, on track, uh, and feel good about the process of reaching their goals, personally, professionally, and physically. And, and there's other definitions as well. But they go, they go hand in hand, and I think that that's going to continue to happen, is that there's going to be this hybrid of training and coaching. And uh, I actually had uh, this conversation with Shalene Johnson, who's uber successful. Uh, actually, she holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the most infomercial fitness products ever sold. She beat Billy Blanks with Tybo. And she did. She outdid P90X also. Um, so I was talking with her and I said, you know, I, I think I think we're about a year apart in age, something like that. But 
I said, isn't it interesting how we get to this certain point in our career and we realize that there's far more to someone's success than, you know, how much can you bench press and how good is your warrior pose? And, um, you know, did you PR uh, for your mile? I mean, all that's cool. And I, I still love that stuff. But there's so much more to someone's overall success and fulfillment because there's a lot of physically abled people who are emotionally broken. And there's a lot of people who are very spiritually and very physically unhealthy. And But when you put it all together the right way, according to someone's own values, when you have the right resources and training, you can create profound results for people. Now, um, what top three pieces of advice for a fitness business owner that feels like they're stuck or want to take their business to the next level? What are the top three pieces of advice you can give, the, give them to get unstuck? <clears throat> Uh, the first is if, if you're hanging out with the wrong people, eliminate them from your life. I don't know if that was the answer you wanted, but it, it's very true. I mean, if you're the, you're the average of the five people you spend at least 80% of your time with. That's a fact. So who are you spending 80% of your time with? Is it people who smoke pot? Is it people who like to drink beer all weekend? Is it people who um, say you can't? Is it people who like to argue about everything that comes up in a Facebook news feed? Is it people who are focused on minor things which eliminate their ability to focus on the big picture? Because you will become that average. You will become the average of those people's income, thought process, creativity, home size, annual income, everything. Over time, that's a fact. That will happen. So who's in your five? Eliminate crappy people from your five. It doesn't matter if they're family, friends, colleagues, related by blood, marriage, or certificate. It doesn't matter. If they're bad news, eliminate them and start surrounding yourself with all those people who are better than you and smarter than you and wealthier than you and more creative than you and more giving than you because then you will become those five. So you will enhance in all those areas. That's pretty cool. And when you do this again, not arbitrarily, but systematically with intent, your life will change exponentially in a very, very short period of time. It's amazing what happens. You got to get rid of the poison and put in the good fuel. So that's number one. Uh, number two is derived from number one, and that is believing more is possible. If you think, well, that's them, I can't do that. Well, they became a best-selling author, but I can't. Yeah, but they started this, they did this online video thing, and now they're making money in their sleep, but I don't know how to do that. It's not that hard. Um, that's, you know, if, if you, whatever you believe is possible, that's what's possible. Um, I've had some crazy, lofty, nutty goals and dreams, and I haven't realized all of them, but, but a lot of them have come true where people just thought it was ridiculous. And I had no idea how I was going to do it. Not a clue. Um, and sometimes it just kind of, well, all the time, really, it kind of finds its, its, its way. Uh, but the more you surround yourself with those great people and the more you believe in it, the more those audacious, crazy, outlandish goals become a reality. And that is really cool and very, very rewarding. And then lastly, um, you got to out-hustle people. Um, if someone, and I don't mean like some people go, you got to grind, 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 grind. And to some degree that's true, but you got to chill out and relax. And some of your best ideas come when you're on vacation too. So you got to remember that. However, 
you have to be able to out hustle, out work, out think, out perform anyone who's in your niche, in your bracket, <laughs> in your league. And, and that's a constant and never ending process. And you have to reassess where you're at. And, you know, in that too, am I using the highest use and best use of my time? Um, can something be outsourced? Uh, what are my core competencies? Not even 80-20, but, you know, 95-5. What's the 5% of my work that gives me 95% of the results? Um, there is a great book I'll recommend, and that's Perry Marshall's uh, book on 80-20. Um, if you just Google Perry Marshall 80-20, you'll come up with it. I highly recommend the book because it shows how there's an 80-20 inside the 80-20. It's like, it's like uh, Russian nesting dolls of 80-20s. <laughs> and you just keep drilling down. And you'll find out what works, what doesn't, what you should spend your time on, what you should eliminate in every aspect of your life. And you'll become highly, highly effective. Um, and you have to remind yourself, too. Like, you have to do a self-check. And, and I've spoken on this on stage before about HUBU, highest use and best use of your time. Well, until you determine your 80-20 and beyond, you don't know what your highest use and best use of your time is. So determine your 80-20. Call that your hubu, highest use and best use of your time, and then eliminate distractions, get rid of the clutter, eliminate the noise, eliminate naysayers, fun suckers, energy vampires, battery drainers, and negative people, and surround yourself with brilliance, and kick butt more than anyone else is willing to do every day, and you will make steady progress and reach your goals. That's just the way it works. Oh, yeah, that's that's really, really useful and great advice. I really Hope this audience takes that advice and runs with it. Uh, you kind of led into my next question, which was, um, what one to three books would you recommend um, somebody read to advance themselves? Hmm. Uh, oh, gosh, I wish I could pull up my iTunes. You know, what? I'm going to see if I can do this real quick while I'm giving you uh, another example. First of all, anything by uh, uh, Seth Godin and Malcolm Gladwell. I would recommend for sure. Um, also, I'm trying to get my iTunes up here. You know what? I, let me see if I can get my iTunes. Oh, I got to boot here. Okay, so hang on a second. Let me see if I can find this. This is like off the cuff. This, is, this shows you guys that we are going to just uh, make this happen here. So let, let me see here. Uh, one second. I'm looking for my, my audio books. Is that how you consume most of your content? Yeah, I do. I'm dyslexic. So I, I do audiobooks. It's just is so much easier for me. Um, so let's see. You know, Tony Robbins' new book on money is great as well. Uh, so Malcolm Gladwell and Seth Godin, any of their stuff. And why can I not see this here? Give me one second. I'm going to find this. Darn it. <laughs> I've finally transitioned myself to uh, Kindle reading. So Okay. No more paper books. Yeah. Also, anything from Tim Ferriss, and I recommend the Tim Ferriss show on a podcast as well. Um, oh gosh, I can't. I, I I don't see it here right now. I'm sorry. I don't see the the uh, the book. But uh, Robert Greene is another one. Uh, any books by Robert Greene? Um, and I will see if I can find these other ones here. But it's not it's not coming up right now. But basically. Um, you know, it's interesting because all the people that I know who are really, really successful, there's about 10 authors that everyone in the group always reads. It's, pre it's pretty interesting. But, but Seth Godin, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, Tim Ferriss, uh, Dan Kennedy, 
um, are all very good stuff. And then okay. to, and Tony Robbins' new book on money. And that was more than you wanted, but no, that's perfect. <laughs> I'll actually include those uh, names um, in the show notes. Okay. Okay, and then lastly, what is the who is the one person or mentor that has had the largest impact on your growth? I don't know if I can say it's been just one person uh, because there's been so many people who are instrumental. Here's what I can tell you that is probably not what you're anticipating. Um, the two people who have helped me kind of get through some really challenging life moments and gain the clarity that I need are the teachers that teach our Life Strategies Coaching Program at the Spencer Institute, and that is Al and Marilyn Sargent. And it's through their process called Hemispheric Integration, HI for short, and that's what we teach in that program. And essentially, it allows you to understand how each hemisphere of your brain interprets information in a unique way. Because of the amygdala's interpretation of the events you experience in your life, that's what gives reason and sense and fear or logic or, or compassion or whatever with each logged emotion. But you have an amygdala for each hemisphere of your brain. And oftentimes, we only perceive something from one side or, or sequentially, you will only view something from one hemisphere of your brain, and that may not be giving you the full picture, a well-rounded picture, or maybe the most empowering picture and perception of something. So when you learn how to cross-reference each hemisphere's interpretation of an event, you can often move past fears, anxiety, uncertainty, poor decision-making, uh, and come to a better, more well-rounded, critical uh, decision, and that will propel you forward and better in the future. And basically, you're cross-referencing each hemisphere of your brain to say, well, I have this picture in this hemisphere. I have this picture and experience in this hemisphere. If I cross-reference them, what is the new image and experience that I get because now I have a, a more well-rounded perspective? So they taught me that, and they coached me through this process when I have uh, something challenging I'm working through. And it's been incredible. And and the, the people that we coach through this stuff, I mean, they just get such profound results. And it's so immediate that sometimes they don't even realize they had an issue before because the change is instantaneous. It's, it's the most bizarre thing you've ever seen. You can actually see their face distort when they get the other hemisphere's uh, picture in their mind. Their, their face will become asymmetrical for a while until things balance out more. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that sounds really intense. And that's true. That's through the um, coaching program? Yeah, that is the fundamental underlying principle that we teach in the Life Strategies Coach Certification at the Spencer Institute. And my last question in closing, um, what's next for um, Mr. John Spencer Ellis and how can my audience connect with you? Okay. Hmm. My goal is to keep adding more value to the lives and careers of health and fitness and coaching pros. So what's next is just a lot more value, more free, great quality content, more, more giveaways, more nuggets uh, of wisdom from all my years in the trenches, and um, a couple new books this year as well that I'll be writing. Um, and just, you know, more of the same stuff that people like and less of the stuff that people don't care for as much. 
<laughs> and um, how people can contact me. And there's a lot of information we went over. But if you go to my blog, uh, you can grab also the Entrepreneur Jumpstart Kit there, which is free. A lot of cool information. Uh, and the blog is johnspencerellis.com. And then from there, you can link out to all the other you know, uh, products and resources, etc. Great. Well, John, I want to thank you for this interview. I mean, it was jam-packed with very useful information that um, can help anybody grow their personal training business or fitness business. Absolutely. I'm happy to help. And you guys go after your dreams because you can. That concludes my interview with John Spencer Ellis. Please use and apply this useful information to help grow your business. The show notes will be at fitprobusiness.com backslash session three. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series.